Welcome to Finding Freedom with Inspire Wellness. I'm Gemma, a body image and food freedom coach, anti-diet advocate, and your ultimate hype girl. I'm here to empower you with inspiration, education, and motivation so that you can start living as your happiest and healthiest self, whatever that means to you. I spent years struggling with food, my body, and my mental health until I finally found freedom. Now I'm on a mission to make sure that nobody goes through what I did and to burn diet culture to the ground while I'm at it. I'm obsessed with helping women to ditch the diets, love their bodies, feel confident AF, create sustainable habits, improve their mindset and become their next level selves. So what are we waiting for? Let's do this. Hello, welcome back to another episode. We are currently in week five of the No BS Nourishment Challenge that I've been running and I've been absolutely loving it. I I know I've mentioned it on the podcast before, but loving it so much. We've been talking about all these different ways that you can nourish yourself, all these different topics without any of that kind of diet culture BS. So it's all about implementing healthy habits and I've really just enjoyed seeing how people have done this, how people have taken it and run with it. We've had someone who went and did a Taylor Swift treadmill workout. How cool is that? How fun is that? I was literally just looking at someone who posted in the group. She's done a dance workout on YouTube with her friend because last week was all about movement. Probably should have said that. I went swimming, which was great fun. So basically the challenge was to go and do something that you either haven't done before or that you haven't done in a while in terms of movement, in terms of exercise. So been super fun. That was just one of the weeks. This week we're in on self-love. But anyway, with the challenge, I made that a super cheap product when I did it because, you know, the cost of living is stressing people out right now. And I really wanted something accessible to most people to round out the year. I thought about launching Confidence Code again and then was like, "Mm, nah, let's go with something cheap. Let's go with something high value. Let's go with something that can really lead us into the silly season feeling really good. But what if you didn't join the challenge? What if $19 isn't accessible to you right now? Like what if you've got zero wiggle room and you still need some health in your life? That is where this episode comes in. So I want to give you seven free healthy habits that everyone can implement. Every single one of these, anyone listening can implement into their life in some capacity. So let's dive in because we've got seven to get through. So the first healthy habit that everyone can implement is movement. Now, I feel like you probably thought I was going to say this one. This is a pretty obvious one, but Maybe you just need to think about movement a little bit differently. Maybe like movement. I don't want to exercise. I don't want to go for a run. I don't want to join a gym. That's not free. I can't afford to do that. Mm -mm, mm -mm. You don't need to do those things. So with movement, one of the biggest reasons why movement is such an incredible healthy, healthy habit. Like we know, I mean, we all know the benefits of exercise. We know the great things it does to our body, but I think one of the little mindset shifts we need to have around it is the fact that you don't have to exercise for an hour, five times a week or something like that. If that doesn't fit into your schedule, if that doesn't fit into your life, if that's not in your ability right now, that's okay. If you exercise for even 10 to 15 minutes, you're going to be getting those endorphins and those happy chemicals. 10 to 15 minutes. That's it. That's it. That's all you need. 10 to 15 minutes of exercise. And you can get those happy chemicals. I had this yesterday. I got locked out of my house, which was not ideal at all, especially because I got locked out in my Birkenstocks without a jumper. And I live in Tasmania, guys. And it was seven o'clock in the morning. It was not a good time. But what I did was I went for a little 10, it was, yeah, probably 10 to 15 minute walk around my block. 
And after that, I was like, you know what? It's, it's fine. It's not a big deal. My friend was bringing me a key. It was all good. It's fine. Happy chemicals, 10 to 15 minutes. That's all I needed. I still count that as I got to move my body yesterday, even though I couldn't go to the Pilates class that I was on my way to because I couldn't, I didn't have a car key. I didn't have a house key. It was fine. I still got to do something that still counts. So you need these chemicals, these endorphins, these happy chemicals in your brain. If you're stressing about your mortgage increasing or your grocery bill crawling higher and higher and higher, like we need these things in this cost of living crisis that we've got going on. So you don't have to join like a $60 a week gym, like F45 to get those benefits. You don't have to go and do reformer Pilates, which is, I don't know, whatever it works out to like 20 bucks a session. You don't have to do that. There are plenty of free options when it comes to movement that any of us can implement. So things like walking, that's a pretty obvious one. I think you can walk anywhere. You can go and walk in fun, nice places. Like you could do hiking or bushwalking, or you could just walk around your streets. You can do whatever you can run. Maybe that's in your ability. Maybe it's not right now, but running is free. Running is a free form of movement. You could do, this is a throwback to the COVID days, circuits in your lounge room with wine bottles for weights. That's what I used to do or gin bottles for weights. (laughs) However you want to do it. You can absolutely, like you don't need to go out and buy dumbbells or any of these kind of things. You don't have to go and buy equipment. You can fashion things from your house. So For example, I used to have during COVID again, I used to have a backpack and I put a bunch of my recipe books, my heaviest books in this backpack, put that on my back, did squats with it, did lunges with it. So it became weighted, but you can also just do body weight stuff as well. Body weight stuff is excellent. But if you want a bit extra, if you're someone who's like, "Mm, yeah, no, I need a bit more cool fashion stuff from around your house. You can do that. It can be free. There are so many free circuits and things like that on Pinterest or Google or Instagram. They're everywhere. Like you don't need some fancy app or anything like that. They're everywhere. There's plenty of free stuff. YouTube. Oh my gosh. So much free stuff is on YouTube. Anything you can possibly dream of is on YouTube. Personally, I love a bit of YouTube yoga, but there's everything. YouTube dance workouts. Like I was just saying, one of my no BS nourishment challenges was doing. There's everything, like pretty much anything that you can think of, you will find on YouTube for free. So do that. There's things like gardening. Gardening is movement. Gardening is exercise. Dancing, dancing in your kitchen. I talk about this a lot. It's one of my favorite things to do. Stretching. That's what I need to do right now. Stretching is a great one. Stretching is free. Even cleaning. Cleaning your house counts as movement, particularly if you're dancing while you do it. Like I consider when I clean my house, that's a full workout. Vacuuming, workout. Someone in the challenge posted ironing. That's a workout. So movement, there are so many different free kinds of movement that you can incorporate. And like I said, 10 to 15 minutes and you get those endorphins, 10 to 15 minutes, you get those happy chemicals. So incorporate something and you're going to see all of the health benefits. The second habit that you can implement is mindfulness. Now you might be like, I don't like mindfulness. I can't meditate. I'm bad at meditation. First of all, Meditation is not what so many people think that it is. Like, I think too many of us have this expectation that meditation is about clearing your mind, having no thoughts, watching them drift away like clouds or, you know, all of those things that they say in the meditation apps. Meditation is about noticing your thoughts. Meditation is about being present. So you don't have to not have any thoughts, have an empty brain because we can't do that. Like that's very little amount of people can do that. Maybe monks can do that, but most people, normal people, we can't do that. So what it's about is you're being present. 
So if you have a thought and you notice it, you're being mindful. That is mindfulness. That is meditating. So noticing the thoughts. If I just sit here right now and close my eyes and pay attention to what I can hear, what I can feel, or if my eyes are open, what can I see? That's mindfulness. So first of all, I just wanted to say that about mindfulness in case you're like, eh, skip this bit. But mindfulness, the really good thing about mindfulness and the reason why I consider this such a healthy habit for us is because it can really help you to stop being so impacted by emotions. And that is so positive for our mental health because we all know how difficult it is when you're struggling and you just can't get out of that spiral. You can't stop fixating on these negative emotions and it becomes a whole big thing. So mindfulness can really help us to stop being so impacted by them because it stops us spiraling off into the future and staying in the present. It helps us to stop focusing on the shoulds or like I said, that stressing about the future, but thinking about what we should be doing or what we need to do in the future and all of that kind of stuff. Again, coming back to the present, it creates that stability within us. I think, I think that's one of the biggest things for mindfulness. It makes you feel a lot more stable rather than being impacted by everything that comes your way. But there's also like all these physical benefits as well with mindfulness. Mindfulness is obviously we know the mental health benefits and I've just spoken about a few there. So the benefits like relieving stress and things like that, but the physical benefits are things like it can help to treat heart disease, lower blood pressure, reduce chronic pain, improve sleep, and also to alleviate gastrointestinal difficulties. So there's so many mental and physical benefits to mindfulness. It is such a great healthy habit for you to implement. And the last thing that I wanted to mention with mindfulness is it really helps you to stop running on autopilot. It helps you to bring some conscious awareness to what you're doing rather than just constantly living out your patterns, your habits, all of those things that you're doing. And that leads me into number three, because the third thing, the third healthy habit is making conscious choices. So you see how nicely, what a good segue that was. Well done, Gemma. So (laughs) bring conscious awareness to your choices instead of just being a slave to your patterns and your habits, because most of us are running on autopilot. We're doing the same thing day after day. We're in the same patterns day after day after day. And the very first step to breaking some of these patterns, if they're unhelpful ones, is just bringing conscious awareness to them. But most of us aren't doing this. So this is the healthy habit that I want you to do that. I feel like probably a lot of people aren't doing. Most people aren't doing. And if you've ever worked with me, you probably know this is probably one of the first steps that I've given you. And I will constantly sing from the rooftops about how you need to be doing this. Just be more conscious, pay more attention to what you're doing. So noticing what you're doing, not even necessarily changing them, but just noticing this is the first step in building new habits and new patterns and making positive changes. So this is actually one of the steps in my five steps to stop snacking on sugar in 15 minutes or less freebie that some of you may have downloaded. It is often in the show notes of the podcast, and I will put it in there again if you haven't already. But basically, one of the steps is to act consciously and become more aware of your thoughts. So this is what happens all the time. When we're someone who goes and we're, you know, we're always reaching for the chocolate instead of the carrot sticks. We're constantly finding ourselves in the pantry looking for a little sweetie treaty during the day, particularly if we work from home, hello, then bringing some conscious awareness to the fact that you're doing that rather than just going in, grabbing the chocolate, walking away because it's an automatic pattern. We're automatically reaching for those sugary snacks without even thinking like it's just our go-to. So when that urge arises, you just pause and then ask yourself some questions. Things like, do I actually want this? Am I hungry or just bored? Will this make me feel good? 
And, you know, is there something else that would make me feel better? So bringing that conscious awareness to what you're doing is a huge part of breaking the habit. So stop running on autopilot for everything that you're doing. Any of these things that you find are not helpful for your health. Stop running on autopilot and just start bringing conscious awareness to what you're doing. So if you resonated with that, if you're like, "Mm, hello, yes, I need this stop snacking on sugar business, download the freebie. You'll get the other steps. That's only one of the steps out of five. The other tips are also going to help with this kind of thing and with breaking these unconscious patterns around food, but you can also apply them to your body as well. If that's more what you're struggling with. So link is in the show notes for that one. The fourth healthy habit that you can implement for free is eating more plants. Now, yes, okay, food costs money. I know that, absolutely. But you can swap out some of the options that you've got right now that maybe cost a bit more for some plants that cost a bit less. And then it doesn't cost you any extra than normal. And you're saving money. It's free. It's free money practically because we're going the other way. So things like, for example, meat. We all know meat is quite expensive. I don't eat meat. This is not me being vegetarian propaganda, but meat can often be really expensive. So maybe what if some meals, even one meal a week, if you swapped it out for something like legumes, a lot of meat eaters don't eat enough legumes. It's more like when people go vegetarian or go vegan that we start incorporating those into our diet. So maybe you swap them out for some chickpeas, for some like kidney beans, for black beans. Black beans are my favorite. See what you can do there or swapping out for something like tofu. Okay. I know a lot of people are scared of tofu. Tofu can be really good if you prepare it properly. So if you need help with that, DM me, I'll help you. But (laughs) swapping out for tofu, getting a $2 block of tofu is a hell of a lot more expensive than, I don't even know how much meat costs these days, but I don't know, like a $9 thing of mince. I feel like that's how much it used to cost. I don't know. Anyway, basically legumes, tofu, things like that, cheaper than meat. So swap things out where you can. The more plants that we can eat, the better. So ideally, plants should make up the bulk of our diet. In an ideal world, that is the goal from a health perspective. That is pretty much one of the only things that most diets can improve on. Most diets can agree on, sorry. there's We all know there's so much like misinformation. There's so much contradictory information within the health and wellness world. But pretty much almost everyone agrees the fact that we need more plants. The only person I can think of, the only type of person I can think of who disagrees with that is the carnivore diet. But like, mm, mm, does anyone actually think that that's really a normal thing? Anyway, we'll move on. So keep as many plants as we can. Why do we want to do that? Because as well as vitamins and minerals, like they plants give us so many brilliant vitamins and minerals. They also include fiber. So fiber is really important to help us keep our digestive system healthy and to make us feel fuller for longer. It can also improve cholesterol and blood sugar levels, and it can assist in preventing some diseases. So things like diabetes, heart disease, and bowel cancer. So really great goal. And I know this goal sounds a bit scary, but a really great goal is eating 30 different types of plants per week. That's really great for our gut microbiome. And it helps us to produce more short chain fatty acids, which can reduce the risk of cancer. So I know that sounds scary. 30 different types of plants. You're like, what the hell, Gemma? That's so many plants. This was actually our challenge in the first week of the No BS Nourishment Challenge. I challenged everyone to eat 30 different types of plants during the week. And the overwhelming feedback was it was so much easier than people thought it would be. So it was just about how can I add some nutrition to this meal? How can I add plants? And plants include things like herbs and spices. It's not necessarily just fruits and vegetables like whole grains are plants, legumes are plants. It's actually not that hard. (laughs) If you're someone who is very routine driven and, you know, maybe eats the same things over and over and over, 
sure, maybe it's a bit harder for you, but just see, and you don't even have to aim for the 30 at first, but just see where can I add more plants? Maybe it's adding a handful of spinach to a meal. Maybe when you're having your avocado and eggs on toast, you add some cherry tomatoes on the side, or I sprinkle hemp seeds over the top of pretty much any time I have eggs, there are hemp seeds there because I don't eat nuts and seeds particularly. Like that's not my, I wouldn't just eat a handful of nuts or something like that. So for me, It's got to be where can I just like sprinkle them on top of things. So on top of salads, on top of bowls, on top of my eggs, that's the kind of place you can get them in. So maybe that'll give you a little bit of inspiration. The fifth healthy habit that you can implement is connection. So connection is so important for a healthy lifestyle. And again, this is probably not one that most people would think of when we're talking about healthy habits, but it's vital. I was actually going through my old like testimonials from my one-on-one clients the other day. And I found one where a client said she loved the fact that I address more than just health being food and exercise, which is also partly actually what prompted this episode. Cause I was like, yeah, that's true. Health is about so much more. And so many of us don't realize that. So connection is one of the things that we spoke about within our sessions and her relationships and things like that. But basically what I'm talking about when I talk about connection is spend time with the people you love whether that's friends, family, your partner, whoever. Now, as well as helping your mental health, this actually also helps your physical health as well. So you may have heard of the blue zones. I know I've mentioned them before in some episodes on this podcast. So these are the geographic regions that are home to some of the world's oldest people with the highest life expectancies. So they're in all different geographic locations across the world. And one of the factors that these places have in common is the fact that they focus on social connectedness. So they place importance on having a healthy social network and putting loved ones first and it's helped them to become the longest living people in the world so connection brilliant and like that's not even mentioning the mental health benefits of making the time and space for connection with those around you because I don't know about you but I feel so much better when I make the time to catch up with my friends or to call my mum or to spend the time with the people that I love and particularly you know in person rather than just following them on Instagram stories and being like oh yeah I'm totally connected to them I know what's going on in their lives Okay, number six healthy habit is some body acceptance and appreciation practices. So we all knew I was going to say this, right? We all knew body acceptance had to come in here somewhere. So if while if you want that whole like A to Z, go to woe body acceptance process handed to you on a silver platter, yes, you're probably going to have to shell out some money. You can still get started with smaller practices. And there are so many free things you can do here. So many things. And I've shared bajillions of them on this podcast before. Like you could go back and listen to episode 77 for my top five secrets to body confidence or episode 103 for the five questions to ask yourself when you're feeling shit about your body or go back to episode 33 for how to stop feeling shit about your body. Like the list goes on. There are so many. Or what you could do is get my brand new free, free online program building body acceptance. So this is three short lessons and four resources for you to work through to build your own body acceptance. And you can get it delivered straight to your inbox. I'm going to pop the link in the show notes. Like I said, this is brand new, like literally just launched in the last couple of days. I haven't even particularly announced it properly yet. Like (laughs) I've just posted once about it on my Instagram story. So you're pretty much getting it first. Snap it up. Like I said, this is an online program. This is the bulkiest, the bulkiest, is that the right word? Freebie that I've ever done. So it's a full online program, totally free. It will be paid in the future, but for now I'm making it free because I want to see what you guys think. I want to see how it helps you. And then if it goes well, it's going to be, it's going to be paid. So snap it up. The link is in the show notes for that one. Go and grab it now. 
But finally, the seventh healthy habit, the final one, is set your non-negotiables and stick with them. Now, I hate restriction. That's, <laughs> that's a core value of mine. I don't like restriction, but I do like a guideline. So for this one, I want you to think about what are the things that make you feel good and not the kind of things where it's like, oh, it makes me feel good to like go for a 10K walk every single day and like cook a two hour long organic fresh produce meal every day. Like, okay, that's probably not realistic to do every single day. What are the musts? What are the absolute must do's that make you feel really good? So you can go through seasons for this. Like this doesn't mean if we're committing to a non-negotiable, it doesn't mean that you're committing to this non-negotiable for the rest of your life because things change. Seasons change. That's okay. For example, my old non-negotiables used to be journaling and meditating every morning. Right now, I'm not in a season where I'm doing that. I'm not in a season where that feels like the best thing, the best, the thing that's serving me the most right now. So that's currently not a non-negotiable, but it has been a non-negotiable in the past and it will be a non-negotiable again in the future. I know that it will. So for me, as an example, daily movement is a non-negotiable. So on days where I don't work out, I'm still probably going to do some stretches or should go for a quick walk around the block because otherwise I don't feel good. Like this morning, to be honest today, I don't feel good. My back is really painful today. My ankle for some reason has woken up and chosen violence. I don't know why. Apparently being 30 means you can injure your ankle in your sleep. Anyway, I also feel like maybe I'm getting a bit sick coming down with something. So not feeling very good today, but I woke up and I was like, you know what? If I stay in bed and I don't move my body at all, I'm probably going to feel worse. I'm probably just going to start feeling sorry for myself because that's what I know. (laughs) That's what I know that I do. So for me, my non-negotiable was still moving. So I went to the beach and I went for a very short, very slow walk, not to aggravate anything because it's not like, it's not smart to exercise through injury, to exercise through sickness, but I'm in a place where I can today and I, I know my body well enough to know that it was a good decision to do that today compared to staying at home and not doing anything. So exercise is my non-negotiable. Another non-negotiable for me, eating vegetables. That is absolutely a non-negotiable for me. Getting a reasonable amount of sleep is a non-negotiable for me. That is why I go to bed early because I get up early and I'm not missing out on my sleep. Drinking water is a non-negotiable for me. Drinking like over three liters of water. I don't even do this consciously, but it's a non-negotiable for me. So they don't have to be yours. You don't have to have even remotely similar non-negotiables to me, but come up with yours that are achievable and realistic and stick to them. Make the commitment to yourself and stick with them. These are healthy habits that you can be doing, but please keep them achievable, keep them realistic. Like I said, we're not committing to doing an hour of exercise every single day, seven days a week. That's probably not achievable for most people. So what is achievable for you? What feels like these are the things that I can do for my health? So this one is probably the most subjective of all of the healthy habits that I'm suggesting that you try and implement into your life because it's completely up to you what this looks like. But pick what they are, make them non-negotiable and implement them every single day. So those are my seven healthy habits that anyone can implement for free because we love the free things. If you love the free things, I've mentioned a couple of them in this episode, the five steps to stop snacking on sugar in 15 minutes or less. Try saying that 10 times fast and the building body acceptance mini course, which is the brilliant self-paced online program, brand new. Both of the links for those are in the show notes, but the other free thing that I offer is free mini coaching sessions. They're totally obligation free, but if you need to talk through this stuff, if you want to create a bit of a plan and you want support, book one of those in as well. I love doing them. I love chatting to new people. So all the links are in the show notes. Grab yours now. Go be healthy for free and have the best day ever.